this one time I had a dollar that I spent on a hat when I went into the sewer and hung out with a rat who had graduated summa cum laude from Tufts I can't remember if I told you about this one time I had a story that like our lives has no meaning or purpose that can be derived plus an added similarity to our lives there's a definite ending to this Bill Baxter here, and I've been spending a lot of time recently thinking about death. Not in the melodramatic sort of teenage depression sort of way, but in a realistic kind of way. Uh, death as the inevitable, but also uh, death as the unpredictable, as the unpredictable, rather. Um, and not only is it a thing that is going to happen, but there's almost no way for certain that most of us will know when it's going to happen. And I, in a strange sort of way, too, when you decide to to pin that date down yourself, be it for, for health reasons, uh, your pain management, and, and so forth, or because you're just kind of done living, um, that is a decision that, that is frowned upon. And it's weird that in almost every other instance in life, when, when we decide to make the uncertain certain, it's lauded as, as an achievement or success of some kind, except for this one. This is the one that we don't get to make certain. And in fact, it's it's somehow considered brave to, to have it remain uh, an unknown quantity, an unknown date. Um, we, we will never know the time or the circumstances under which we'll, we'll die. Um, that's not only strange to me, it feels unfair. I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm not saying that I shouldn't be able to pick the date and time, but I'm wondering why that is. Um, we, we pose death as sort of the opposite of life in a number of ways. And when you consider that, it seems rather silly that we don't get to pick the time of our life or the circumstances of our life or our coming into life. And you would think that given that we frame death often as the, death as the opposite, that we would get to choose that. Um, we don't, or rather it's frowned upon. Uh, I, several times, and I'm not alone in this, have, have tried to choose my own uh, exit, tried to, to try to punch out on my own and uh, failed hilariously. Um, and I say failed hilariously because there's the only thing worse at that point um, than being alive was realizing how much I didn't want to be alive and that being alive at that point constituted a failure and not just an emotional inconvenience or burden. Um, but it was something that I tried to get out of and ended up uh, just rooting myself more firmly in um, anyone who tells you that uh, trying to commit suicide um, comes with this this great relief or release is essentially lying. Um, I, ne I certainly didn't feel that way. It wasn't. They they talk about how there's this once you've made the decision, you've determined it, and then you give away things, and there's all these signs that 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 that, that never happened. Certainly not for me. Um, instead it was, it was just this really quiet, calm sort of thing. And I was forced to, uh, contemplate oblivion and then 
also forced to contemplate the heaven and hell, given sort of my upbringing and things like that. Um, it didn't. Um, it it didn't bring this this sort of euphoric uh, couple of days of of peace um, that that would that it is supposed that comes with uh, having made the decision. Uh, instead, it was just very quiet, and I sort of embraced the unknown, uh, which is ironic given that it was you know, now that it, it at least as far as what I had decided, it was more known than ever that I was going to face this thing. But what the thing was in particular, I had I had no idea. I think the strangest realization that, that came of, of trying to pin down the date, if we want to use that euphemism, and we do, clearly, um, is that that was the moment afterward was was the first time in my entire life that I decided to live. Um, it, it was strange in that I, I kind of figured that it was only after having made a decision to die and then failing at it that I had to choose not to die again, like, <laughs> or not to at least try to die again. Um, and everything that followed in my life afterward um, became a persistent choice to live rather than just kind of defaulting to being alive it was knowing that i had the ability and capacity to do to to end my life and yet choosing not to do so uh, is it morbid sure but it, it it was strangely empowering um it it became it, i won't say it was a positive it it became it became something to rest on, knowing that I had the option and that I would and could follow through with it made the option uh, less enticing. Uh, it felt like something that would always be there and that I, I could always kind of draw upon. Um, put it another way, the, the more realistic suicide became, at least personally, knowing that it could be a thing that I could do even if, even though I did fail the first time, but knowing it was an option I could follow through with, it, it made it a tangible choice rather than some kind of, um, it, you know, emotional thing that I wasn't entirely sure of. The more certain it became, the easier it was to kind of look at it as a thing that I could use in case of emergency, you know, like break glass or, or whatever. And it's come to that um, several times, but I've never followed through in the same way that I did the first time. Um, I never actually went through with it. And it wasn't so much because I didn't want to die, and that I was just too curious um, in this freakish sort of way. I wanted to see, you know, when I thought things were at their worst, I kind of wanted to see how much how much worse could they get? What was the absolute worst? What would be the end of it? Um, in some ways, deciding that, well, in some ways and at some times, deciding that I'd rather be killed by life than by myself. Uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense now that I've said it out loud, but that's that's how it feels. We don't often talk about 
depression and anxiety and the way that they strip your willpower and life from you. Uh, and I think in a number of ways that we, we talk about them as, as bad things uh, rather than being revelatory and, and useful. Um, I'm not saying that we should look at depression and anxiety and, and the like as, as you know, net positives, but certainly I think we should be, we should have more tolerance for, for conversations about those things. We should be able to talk about them as not only part of the human experience, but necessary to it. Being aware of our capacity for death and being aware of our capacity for these these lows and this pain also makes us aware in some ways of, of the opposite. Um, even if it's only fantasy to imagine yourself being happy, even if it's only fantasy to imagine not wanting to die. And I think for some people it is. And I think in embracing the horror and the, the deep, dark, never-ending oblivion, we can find the basement, the dark, sweaty, moldy basement of ourselves and really get to know what's in there. So we have a place to build up from if we ever decide to emerge. Podcast Network.